I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Marshall's still going. Marshall's got Richards coming up outside. Now inside. Richards pursued. He pushes Jensen away. Yes, yes, welcome back to another episode of the NRL Supercoach podcast hosted by the SC Whisperer. Now, a couple of days ago, I posted an article on Instagram and Facebook in regards to Jai Arrow and how I don't think he will be the key to South success. Now, I copped a lot of backlash for that, which is totally fine. Look, I welcome negative criticism because one, it gets you guys talking and two, it helps me understand what people are thinking Unfortunately for Souths, Jai Arrow was signed a couple of years ago before all these new rule changes took place, and unfortunately for them, that's a decision that they have to live with. A couple of the arguments that I got in terms of Arrow and being quote-unquote supercoach relevant were his minutes were declining at the Titans, and he'll be fine when he bounces back to the Rabbitohs, but I just wanted to have a quick look at those and, and delve a little bit deeper into that. So, we can see last year and the two years prior to that, Arrow's minutes were 55, 57, and 54, so pretty consistent uh, range of minutes there from Arrow. So that's one argument I'm happy to debunk about uh, him not playing good game time with the Titans. Now let's look at his Supercoach scores for the past three years. Now in 2018, he scored 62. In 2019, he scored 64. And 2020, he scored 54. So a big 10-point drop-off for only three minutes of game time. So back to the argument of people saying minutes were the big factor for Arrow. I'm strongly going to disagree with that. And I think it's absolute dribble. Because if you look deeper into it, you can just see that that's simply not true. You look at his PPM. His PPM in 2018 was 1.17. 2019 was 1.09. And 2020 was 0.09. So another big drop-off in points per minute from Arrow. So it's pretty clear to see that the workload for the former Titans lock isn't there anymore. And that just backs up my stance as the game is moving away from players like Jai Arrow and moving towards players like Victor Bradley and Cam Murray. Now, a great metric that I like to use for how consistent a forward is is their base stats. And we can see that in 2018, Jai Arrow's base stats were 51. In 2019, his base stats were 49. And his base stats in 2020 were 37. Now, is that a big drop-off for three minutes? Absolutely. And is it warranted? No. Like, you cannot put that down to injuries and rotation. Because three minutes of game time does not equal 12 points in base stats of drop-off. Unfortunately for Jai Arrow, his stats are declining rapidly. And there's no ways, to, no two ways to put it that unfortunately, I think the peak of his powers were three years ago and the game is moving away from players like Jai Arrow. I put in the post that he's not a lock and he's not a prop forward either, and I still stand by that. He doesn't have the workload to become a prop forward, and he's not good enough to be a lock these days, unfortunately. So for everyone that's going to give me a little bit of dribble saying that the Titans misused him and Wayne Bennett's going to get the best out of him, unfortunately, the stats do not back that up. And it's pretty clear to see that the Jai Arrow signing is going to have a bigger impact on other people. 
Cam Murray is Supercoach Gold. And the signing of Jai Arrow, if he is played at 13, is going to stifle that. And I'm sorry that it just makes Cam Murray not relevant, in my opinion. People say that he worked well at, at, as a 12 in the Rabbitohs system, and he didn't. Like, let's look deeper, all right? So 2020, he had a base stats of 53 when wearing the number 13. Cam Murray's base stats in 2019 were 51 when he wore the 13. Granted, that was in just 59 minutes as well. Now, let's look at Cam Murray's stats when he played 12 last year for the Rabbitohs. His base stats were 47, so there's a big drop-off from 53. And people can say five points isn't much. Yes, it is. In terms of base stats, it's huge. And for people saying that Jai Arrow signing and playing 13 is only going to help the Rabbitohs, it's just not true as well. Like, it's going to stifle Cam Murray. It's going to stifle the South Sydney attack. Let's have a look last year at South Sydney's results when Cam Murray didn't play 13. So, round one, they just scraped by the Sharks, who themselves scraped into the finals. Round two... They lost to the Broncos, who ended up winning the Spoon. Round three, they lost to the Roosters, who lost both their opening games. So, Liam Knight at 13 and Cam Murray at 12 was just not working for South, and Wayne Bennett saw that. And surprise, surprise, when Cam Murray did move back to 13, South went on to win four of the next six games, and one of those losses was against the eventual Premiers, the Melbourne Storm. So, like I said, I'm more than happy to, to cop a bit of negative criticism for my articles. I've been called a lot worse, and I'm going to get called a lot worse in the future. But if you're going to come out and put all these allegations out about how I've misused stats and how Jairo is going to be good, then I want people to look a little bit deeper and, and try and back up their facts rather than saying he's a bit of a ball-playing forward when that's not true as well. The game's moved past Jairo. He's not a ball-playing forward. He's someone that seriously stifles the Titans' attack last year, and I think he's seriously going to stifle the Rabbitohs' attack this year. You look at countless interviews with Damian Cook and Cameron Murray separately, who both say they need each other hand in hand for South to go forward. There is no better hands and knees player in the NRL to get up and play the ball quickly than Cam Murray. And Cam- and Damian Cook benefits off that massively. And unfortunately, Jai Arrow isn't going to do that. Jai Arrow stands up in a tackle, tries to get an arm free, and throw a miracle offload. Like I said, look, Jai Arrow, three years ago, was a fantastic player and really helped the Titans... A lot. Like, without Jai Arrow, I think the Titans would have been in a much worse position than they are. But the game has moved away from Jai Arrow in 2021. And unfortunately, I think it's going to really stifle South attack if Wayne Bennett decides to play him at 13. And if Bennett does decide to play Arrow in the front row, what message does that send to Tola and Burgess, who had career-best years, got South on the front foot, in a year where everyone criticised South's forward pack? So what message does that send to those two? And what message does it send to future juniors who bust their ass day in and day out and improve their footy just to get overtaken by a quote-unquote marquee signing who, I'm sorry, is past it in the modern-day NRL. I don't understand this move from South. I don't understand it from a super coach perspective, and I really don't understand it from South moving forward. If they want to be challenging for premierships, they need to follow the trend and get with the times. You look at the, one of the most successful sides in the Roosters, who have Victor Radley at 13, and when, when Radley went down last year, the Roosters fell apart. You can say it was Kyle Flanagan all you want. It wasn't. It was when Radley went down. Without a ball playing 13, you cannot link both sides of the field. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. That was a bit of a rant today. Um, The podcast won't be like that. I don't like bagging on players. Obviously, I will call them out if I think um, some stuff's underperforming or if people are misreporting. But I just don't understand this. Maybe I'm missing something. If you guys want to let me know, let me know on my socials. It's at SC Whisperer. But um, yeah, look, I think the stats back this one up here. And I don't know where Souths go moving forward with their pack. Thanks, guys, and just remember, keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. That'll knock a jacket potato out of you, that. And the cheese and the coleslaw. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 